both recording. All of us are recording. This is incredible. This is best case. And we're live. Here we are. Hi, Kevin. How's it going? It's going pretty well. Like inside baseball thing. Like on our calendars, we record on Tuesday nights, ten thirty p.m. for me. But almost every week, like there's some re- rescheduling or reshuffling. It's like <laughs> ah, actually Tuesday is not great for me, and so we try to move it. So I think more often than not. We actually don't record on Tuesdays. <laughs> um, this week, we are recording indeed on a Tuesday, so we're like on on schedule. And because of daylight savings time, I I kid you not, I don't know where did the time change. I don't know if it changed for me or changed in the in America. I don't know. I just know that <laughs> no, no, it just changed for you. I think so. It just changed for me. Wow. Okay. So I lost an hour. No. Yeah, <laughs> I lost. It. How does it work? Who knows? Anyway, it's earlier. So it's it was 9.30 instead of 10.30. So this is like as early in the week that I've that we've recorded in a long time. So this all feels pretty um, pretty new. <laughs> <laughs> also, I had a glass of wine because I totally forgot that we were going to record tonight. Um, like a big one. A big... A I'm not big drunk one. by any means. I'm responsible. But, you know, wow. a glass of... A good, a good modest glass of wine. I'm not drunk. Um... <laughs> I wouldn't record if I was. But let's just say that like I'm more don't, relaxed. Don't, don't drink in podcasts. I'm more relaxed. And Kevin be like, I was like, what are you talking about today? And you're like, oh, all the design drama thing on Twitter about the Facebook thing. And I'm like, I'm I'm ready. Um, I don't know if this is gonna be good or bad, but I'm ready for I'm ready for this episode. Let's do let's do this. All right. Let's do this. <laughs> this would be the time to put in the you know the ATP sound effect they do after the intro? Insert that. We're ready. All right. This is the second podcast I'm recording this week. Whoa. So I saw, um, not a retweet, but an Instagram story repost thing. I, I forget what yeah. the official term. You were recording on a Blue Yeti <laughs> throwback um, uh, I, in th- something for we did Montreal exactly, Design Club? Yeah, we did exactly what we're not supposed to do. Tell me uh, more. Yeah, what's up? Well, so okay, so with Montreal Design Club, we meet with with speakers all the time, and uh, we talk to them a little bit about their background, like get to know them as just part of our process for sort of vetting speakers. And a lot of the times, one thing that we've noticed is that the conversation we have with the speaker beforehand is almost more interesting than the talk itself. Oh wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, you know, the, these things are different things, right? So it's it's not like it's a full replacement for the talk. But I think there is something interesting in those kind of a little bit more intimate conversations um, and that back and forth. And, and a lot of our speakers have actually mentioned like our conversations in their uh, their talk itself. <laughs> it was like some some and some people were like referring to it as like we had a three hour podcast. <laughs> with kevin and Cass, um and so we decided you know what maybe this is something that could be interesting to try uh because we're already meeting with these people anyways so might as well record it so i had like one major sort of caveat to all of this <laughs> that, I, that i told the cast my co-founder i was like i'm down to do this but i don't want to do anything <laughs> I just, I really just want to sit down and and talk, and then you take care of everything. <laughs> if <laughs> wow. if you're 
if you're okay with that, then we have a deal. Otherwise, I really just don't have time. Um, and so I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, and so yesterday we did kind of the first trial run. Um, so I was recording using this mic and she was recording with the Blue Yeti. But we were oh no, super same room? close. Yeah, same room. So it, I don't know. She told me she's already edited most of the uh, the episodes. So we'll see okay. how it turns out. Like I don't even know what the optimal arrangement is to record in person with other people. The the big elephant in the room there is the big blue, not elephant but yeti. There. <laughs> like that's that's the that's right. the thing. Because uh, if you have Good microphones that like are directional mics, so it, and it will block most of the room, um, like the room noise around it. Mm-hmm. You can do something like if you're recording in the room, like there's it's very hard to edit for content. Meaning, like if someone talks over someone else, yeah. you're gonna pick up the the other person speaking yeah. on uh, both mics actually. So it's really hard to to edit for that. Um, the first time Freddie was here, not that long ago, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, uh, we did exactly that. She was on a Blue Yeti. I was on this, sure, uh, that I'm now, and it was just a nightmare uh, to record, to edit. Um, and so the second time she was, when she was back the, the week after, we just recorded with a Blue Yeti, uh, like one oh, Blue Yeti, together. you have a little mode one. for like bi-directional. Right. So it was like, you know, uh, between us. Um, so if you have a Blue Yeti and you're going to try to record something like in person, I would just use the Blue Yeti and like have everyone gather around the microphone and just speak directly to it. Yeah, that's probably what we'll have to end up doing. Uh, but anyways, we tried it <laughs> the other way. Um, so yeah, it was it was fun. It was it was different. Um, so but, this yeah. is the Montreal Design Club podcast that will be coming up soon. I guess. I mean, <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, but. <laughs> But, you heard uh, it here first, folks. Yeah, I mean, Exclusive. so we're we're giving this a try. So we'll see. Um, okay. And we're not really ready to commit to any kind of uh, timeline on like how often will the episodes come out or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Well, actually, I don't know. <laughs> Cass is gonna listen to this, and she's probably gonna yell at me. But um, <laughs> I don't, like I don't expect this to be like necessarily a weekly thing um but we'll see we'll have frequent episodes but maybe just not like yeah the, no just don't commit the to dot. schedule um yeah, it's fine so yeah it'll be yeah it was interesting i think we had we had a lot of fun the first episode is gonna be good i'm already looking forward to it <laughs> but this is not what people are tuning here for <laughs> what do you mean they don't listen to layout to listen about other design podcasts <laughs> no i don't think so what <laughs> okay uh so it should be should be Start with follow up as we do, I guess. Let's do it. I just have two little things. Okay, two very small little things. One, I mentioned last week, two weeks, whatever, recently, uh, some of the NFC stickers and shortcuts and automation and some of the things. And I also mentioned that I was always running into a bug. If you were trying to log anything on the health app, it would give you XPC connection timeout error. Yada yada yada. Same with if you're using siri to speak back something uh i am very happy to report that uh with ios 13.2 whatever came out yesterday um they fixed that so all of the shortcuts now like can run in the background with no errors um another thing common thing was like it would 
take a lot to, it would take a long time to time out like if you encounter an error so if you trigger an nfc thing a shortcut you can trigger another one until the previous one i cleared you know mm. and sometimes it was just hang there for a long time so anyway it's all fixed now on 13.2 so if you had that error go update your phone uh cool so that's nice. one another another little thing is like i as i was listening back slash editing last week's episode where i recommended the ember mug i was like am i i'm i'm, I'm such a cliche like i'm such a parody of myself <laughs> of course i because i tried to justify the purchase and i was like you know 140 dollars for a mug i i know it sounds ridiculous and then i was talking to people about it <laughs> and like it's uh, there are small annoyances in life if you're a human you've encountered those uh <laughs> if you're not what are you doing listening to this and who are you um but there are small annoyances in life that we just do with it because that's life and one of those those annoyances is you're drinking tea or coffee or whatever warm beverage and it take it takes a while and then it's cold and it's that very small thing of like you go to drink it and it's like ugh, it's cold that very small annoyance that if you have this freaking mug, you get rid of it. And it's like, for one time, is it worth it? Absolutely not. What a freaking, you know, joke. But if you add up all of those small annoyances in the span of like a year or two or three or whatever, then it makes it more worth it. Yeah. I think. So like, I, I, I think I'm, I, I found peace on this purchase. <laughs> like, I'm okay with myself. <laughs> yeah, I think this is perfectly reasonable. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I saw myself this weekend, I was like, I was smoking something on vape pen and is an electronic, and then I was drinking coffee from a from a from a electronic mug. And I was like, what have I become? Every every single little thing has a computer in it. What? Who am I? <laughs> so that's it. That's it for follow up. I got nothing left. That's all. Nice. Um, should we get to new fresh? The, the topics <laughs> yeah so you tweeted something that got me and a bunch of other people very curious um and that tweet right. is uh just a little screenshot of your doc that shows an app named nova nova yeah and i think the uh you know the most the listeners that are the most juiced in will will notice that this uh this sounds like the the new panic app is it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's uh we talked about it on the show. It's the it's a text editor uh by Panic. So and, and Nova, so previously they call it Coda. It's a new Coda. It's called Nova. By the way, Nova in Portuguese at least means new. Mm-hmm. So appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> uh and yeah, so I got into beta today this morning. Uh, I was I was really excited. Still am. Um here's the thing. So here's the thing. I'm I'm in the beta because they're rolling out the betas. I think this is public. Like, actually, yeah. Um, like now we're in the phase of if you applied as a plugin developer or if you want to test plugins or something. Uh, like this is that round of beta testers. Mm. So a more broad uh, pool of beta testers, testers will be open later soon. I don't know when. Did you um, apply so, for this? Like that's why I. Yeah, I did. Because <laughs> right. I was like. I I would be totally down to test and give feedbacks on plugins, and I also might have a cool idea for a Netlify dingus, and I would also love to develop some themes and stuff because those are technically plugins. So I'm like, oh. I feel legitimate enough to apply for this. <laughs> um, that's why I have it. So there's no special favors. There's nothing. I just applied, and 
everyone that applied for that as a as a plugin beta tester, I, I assume they all have it uh, by now. So, and also here's what I can say because because I'm in beta and I didn't sign any NDA, but I checked some boxes and I don't wanna, <laughs> you know be an asshole. Um, they they say it's totally fine to share uh, screenshots and stuff, um, but don't like just don't review it because you know it's a beta. So right. So I can't I can't review it, um, but I can share screenshots and I can tell you that um, I've only tested today. I haven't really stress tested with like real projects and a lot of coding because I'm not a coder. I'm a designer. Designers don't code. Everyone knows that. So. Um, <laughs> So far, what I've seen is like it's native. It feels very native. It feels very Mac-like. Um, it comes with like a bunch of, well, four different themes, both window mm-hmm. and editor themes. And it's like you have the regular bright and dark, and then you have one the neon one, which you've seen in, in screenshots yeah. in the in their official thing. It looks it looks so good. Like it looks so good, but not really usable. <laughs> it's a bit too much. It's a bit to over use the it top. for a long period of time. Yeah, it's a bit over the top, but it's so great for screenshots. God. <laughs> um and then there's another one which is like a like a blue dark blue not really dark like black but it's like a whatever um so those are the the current themes um i don't think you can edit themes uh today i really haven't found a way to do it uh but i will keep keep digging um and so like i i again i can't really give it a review i just had for for one day um but it's cool it's fast it's very native um it still has a lot of like coda things in it um if you want to like build and run your own project you can like provide it with shell scripts or whatever to run whatever you want um the icons are super skeuomorphic (laughs) (laughs) and yeah and it's and what what do you think of that icon by the way Uh, i guess it'll (laughs) grow on me i my first reaction is i don't love it um Mm -hmm. it, it is very lens flare and it's funny because I was showing recently uh, to some colleagues. <laughs> I have like I like dug up probably what is probably like the oldest design file that I worked on. It was a logo <laughs> for myself that looked absolutely horrible and uh, makes uh, makes great usage of lens flares. <laughs> it was my uh, my Michael Bay <laughs> <Wow>. era. <laughs> but anyways, nice. so so yeah, it makes it kind of makes me think of that that. Yeah, it's fine. Like it, it's not bad, but I don't particularly care for it. That's fair enough. Um, I gotta say, I don't, I don't know, one hundred percent if this is the final logo or if it's just a beta logo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of companies products do this. They have their own either version, like Sketch Beta, for example, is a blue gem instead of yellow. Uh, and a framer right. also has a bunch of different color schemes. So I, I'm not sure if this is the the final logo but i do like the colors like i can see mm. that yeah the the shape in itself and the that lens flare in the middle um i could do without but um <laughs> it looks good in the dock sends out cool cool nice so yeah. okay so i have some questions um because mm-hmm. i think i don't know if this was on the show if we just talked about it off air but um i feel like what it seemed from what panic has shared in the past is basically like and at least what is my what i hope this product is is adam but native basically um do you think that this passes as hey this is basically like a fully native um like full-fledged code editor so even to answer that i have to just 
start by saying um i am not a huge power user of text editors in general um like i've seen all the crazy shit that people do with vs code and they have like five different smaller windows inside and running all the servers at the same time and whatever i i've never i had never been that user um even with like text uh even with xcode which is the most complex IDE I use, uh, even how I use Xcode is very vanilla, very simple. So even the way I used Atom, it was still also just just the as an actual text editor um, with a bunch of plugins and extensions built in like linters and stuff. But as I use it, it was just a text All editor. All right, let me make sense. this simple for you, okay? Okay. <laughs> Say you are in a CSS file and uh-huh. you're in like a CSS rule. And you type BL tab, what happens? Okay. um, For some reason, I mean, the reason is probably because it's a beta. Uh, I don't have autocomplete for SAS, which was what I was, what I had open. Right. If I just switch them out for vanilla CSS. Yeah. So if I do a border or something, I get immediately a a little pop up at the bottom uh, with like, border or border top or left border, border color image right yada border nice. style i get all of the things and if i just hit tab it will auto you know autocomplete with it's whatever selected i can also use the arrow keys to go to like border style and i hit that and i have a little cute um which i'm going to take a screenshot of like ellipses fingers selected already so i can just say border style solid also, Solid does have autocomplete. Oh. So to answer your question, heck yeah, it has all the all the things you would expect. Um, my 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 biggest um, what do you call it? Not concern, but by what I really need to see happen, and I am not one hundred percent sure or confident that it will happen. Is I really do need to have all of the all the usual suspects of plugins and extensions available. I mentioned linters. Like I need a linter mm, okay. um, to if I ever want to push code <laughs> to production, which I hmm. probably shouldn't. Uh, you know, like I, I need some of these things. Um, and all of those, like to have that, you need two things. First, you need a plugin uh, platform. People have to be able to write plugins for your products. And second, you need a big enough user base that developers are compelled to write <laughs> plugins for your platform mm-hmm. so the first one is you, you can check that you know they do have a, 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 a plugin uh, platform thing you can build on top um and i just got a notification saying my airpods shipped and mm. um and so we just need to see if that user base grows because right now you know vs code is unbelievably popular and adam also and don't forget sublime is always here <laughs> it will never go away and also will never go to version 4 or whatever <laughs> um so <laughs> so like right now for my very basic simple use of a text editor even now in this beta status and i'm not reviewing it panic cable get off my back i'm not reviewing it right now as a beta is already my favorite text editor to use even if i don't take advantage of all the features it offers that's awesome. Yeah. It, I mean, from what you said, it sounds like exactly what I want. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I can't really say any, anything. This was definitely not a review. Um, panic. 
and it's like, it's like don't how, panic. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say it's like how all these um, these tech reviewers on YouTube that do these like unboxing. <laughs> it's like yeah. oh, I'll like it's like spends like 15 minutes talking about <laughs> the product. I know and what they think about it, and it's like oh, like I'll have my full review at some point. It's like. Wasn't that just a review? Like, they just the want to have. They just want to do two videos out of the same yeah. product. <laughs> that is literally True. what they want to do. True, and but also they I, really wanted to be first. Like MKBHD yeah. came up with a video for the AirPods. He had it for a day. We can't really expect a, you know, insightful review. But also, he wants to have the video up. Um, yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> so, I, I think it's. I get it, like, in the sense of, like, okay, say you want to do, like, a, a sound test comparison between, like, a bunch of different headphones and do all these all these things. It takes more than a day, but it is still funny to me, like, <laughs> that they post what seems like it could just pass as a review and just say, like, oh, that's just the unboxing or whatever. So, speaking of the AirPods, yeah, did you this was it? a weird announcement, like, just <laughs> kind of Apple yeah. just pushing out a press release and there you go here's some genuinely really cool airpods <laughs> and it's like i feel like these airpods are really are kind of event worthy really like it seems like they should have been announced at the previous event and i guess what has happened probably is that they were uh wanted to be a little bit safer after the um <laughs> the air power fiasco <laughs> But um, but yeah. So this was this really came as a surprise to me, at least. Were you surprised by it? I I, uh, I was like now, but there was enough rumors and leaks, you know, the little icon thing. So like, we knew that AirPods probably with with a noise canceling thing, um, that they were coming. But I was surprised at how it, they just shipped it, uh, and also like it was like here it is. Yes, you can buy it. Yes, it'll ship in two days. Uh, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. oh, dang, okay, quick. Uh, <laughs> I did order immediately. And because, again, they're a bit more expensive. Like, we're definitely now, like, in the premium headphone thing uh, yep. market. Um, but still, uh, AirPods are still one of my favorite Apple products in recent years. And I, I, I was never disappointed uh, with any of the two uh, models I had, and it's, again, something that I also use pretty much daily, uh, so it was a no-brainer. Like, yeah, sure, they're better? Cool, sign me up. Um, <laughs> now, <laughs> so I did order, and, and they, they're going to be arriving. Like I said, I just got a notification. They'll be arriving tomorrow uh, morning, uh, so I'm excited. So I'll have it by the time this this episode is up. Um, I do have, well, before we talk about it, because I, <laughs> I don't think they look great. <laughs> but anyway, did you order uh, a pair? Yeah, I did. Uh, mostly the same reason. And I feel like I don't want this show to just t- turn into like, here's how we're spending our disposable income. But um, but I do think that... It's- As I was sipping on my very expensive mug, <laughs> uh, I saw a little tweet about AirPods and I was like, okay, I'll also spend more money. Right. Um, it's like, I mean, it's hard to talk about this, but like, I feel like there's, you, there's this almost like irrational side like, and, and i think i think a lot of people will say hey you just bought some new airpods and you've you had a new pair last year too 
and mm-hmm. that is very rational like you just impulse purchase but i think i can see it the the other way is also kind of irrational of like i think you have to think of what are the things that i use for my work and my personal enjoyment and entertainment a lot of the times and for me there's a handful of products that are like that so number one is my phone of course uh number two is probably like my computer any these kind of devices uh for you it's definitely definitely like a mug (laughs) it's like an important (laughs) part of your life um but then the airpods are also i constantly have airpods in my ears like pretty much all day every day whenever i'm not in meeting and so for me it's like even if these AirPod Pros are or AirPods Pro are a yeah, little a bit pro? of an improvement over the next ones, because I use them so much, it's kind of a no-brainer for me to yeah. get them. Yeah, I think if you if you if you spend money on something that you enjoy, care about, and use it a lot, like that that doesn't sound like wasted money. It's only when you buy something on a whim and then, you know, it stays on the shelf for forever and whatever. That is, that feels more like wasting money because you didn't right. really need it. You know, in our case, again, <laughs> are we just trying to like make, make us feel better about ourselves and our decisions? <laughs> I think so. Like, please don't, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not terrible. I, I swear. Uh, no, but I, I agree. I, I 100% agree. I we're, also we're have like, the, the and maybe this is also like just getting even like digging the grave deeper and deeper but like um i feel like i almost have this sort of like new philosophy with apple products where (laughs) um for these specific categories um where it's something that i use all uh, all the time i feel like my new philosophy is just buy it and if you don't like it just return it (laughs) and i feel like i don't know we'll, we'll see these ones like i'm optimistic that it's gonna be a nice improvement and especially whenever i take the plane like i've i've always been one of these people with my airpods on the plane oh wow even without any sort of noise (laughs) cancellation you can't barely hear anything because i don't want to have multiple pairs of of headphones like the airpods are the only headphones i have and then other than like those wired buds that i have here for the podcast uh because we need wired yeah they're, it, they're, it they're always like old ones. such a weird uh-uh. it always struck me as weird that you have that you use those earbuds those are the in-ear apple yeah. wired earbuds that they're yeah. the uh um, they never like super popular but they're the uh, ear pods bro <laughs> in ear pods nice um so yeah, and those are just like really old ones that I had. So, um, so yeah, I yeah. don't know. I'm excited about this. I think it. They seem like a a nice improvement. I'm excited. I've never had um, headphones with noise cancellation actually. So these will be my oh, first interesting. ones. So I I can tell you immediately just because they're earbuds, like little things that they, they don't the seal that they'll provide. It's it can only be a it's good you know it's a very whatever physics man like don't expect a good noise cancelling experience mm-hmm. um i don't even think it's fair to compare it to like over ear headphones but so but it'll be better than just regular non sealed earbuds i think right. but anyway but like don't honestly don't i i wouldn't use those on planes um 
I have a different uh, ta- approach to headphones than you, clearly. Uh, I have three different pairs <laughs> <laughs> that I use. I have these, the M3 Sony's, uh, that I use when I'm at my desk. So I use them every day for long periods of time. They're also more comfortable to use for long periods of time. And I use them to, on trips, airplanes, stuff where you, you kind of want noise-canceling headphones. And then I have AirPods for every day-to-day, everything just out and about, and I use them constantly as well. And then I also have the Powerbeats Pro for just for workouts. Um, so anyway, but but these AirPods, I think they look worse in pretty much every way, I think. <laughs> Even the case, I think looks worse it's bigger but <laughs> but i just hope that you know the the what do you get in return outweighs the just the i guess downgrade in appearance um even from like how people look with them on um mm-hmm. yeah i think I the best example Greg of that tweeted yeah i just seen uh, yeah in her yeah. video yeah i i saw that too because like even though the stem, like the little thing pointing out, pointing down, I guess, even though the stem is shorter, so you would assume, oh, so there's less AirPods to see, to notice. Um, but because of the way the, the little uh, silicon things, like more of the internals are outside, like of your earlobe and yes. not really going down like the regular ones. So they do protrude more, if that makes sense. They stick out more than the regular airpods and for that reason it does look a bit sillier in my opinion but it looks like i don't know if you've ever seen those fake airpods they're like super thick and super big uh i mean like just just knockoffs like yeah i actually wouldn't know (laughs) uh i see them like fairly frequently um let's see if i can find it but it's basically imagine an AirPod, but like it's just bigger and thicker, <laughs> um, and, and people always look ridiculous wearing them. Um, it kind of looks a little bit like that. Um, I don't know. Like I guess we'll see. I think that is certainly um, one thing that I I'll be watching out like while I'm using them is like. Are they really goofy? <laughs> and am I seeing enough of a sound difference that I'm going to want to carry the bigger case? And I'm going to want to put up with the, the goofier AirPods. And um, yeah, like even even the fit, like hopefully the fit is good, but um, who knows, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I, I was never a fan of the in-ear thing with the silicone rubber uh, tips. I never, I never found those one comfortable uh, but two like i never really got a good seal good fit um but so uh, again we'll see uh by but well by the time people are listening to this we know so check out twitter i don't know <laughs> cool oh um uh, do you think it's acceptable to sell airpods i've i thought about this so uh <laughs> Like I personally would never buy secondhand <laughs> either. AirPods. Maybe if it was like refurbished, uh, I don't know. Maybe, but uh, I mean, no. <laughs> but, um, luckily, like Deborah's AirPods, like the um, one of the AirPods, I think the right one. Actually, I'm not sure if it's the AirPod itself or is the case. Something is broken in where one of them doesn't charge, mm. um, and so she even like stopped using it. Uh, she's she went back to the wired ones. Like, so I have a good excuse. Like, oh, you can just take 
you know, my old AirPods. Uh, I swear I'll I'll clean them. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like I wouldn't. And she was like, well, I guess I can sell mine or like repair them and give it to someone. But I'm like, do we really want to do this? I don't. I am not sure. I don't. I don't it's it's like selling a pair of underwear almost. You know, like <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. Would but... you? <laughs> I mean, I would sell them, I but I would not I buy think them. It's worse because, like, you can wash underwear pretty easily. How do you really clean AirPods? Like, you can. I guess you could get a Q-tip and just try to get the gunk out. But ew, this is gross. Anyway, yeah. I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sell them. <laughs> cool. Okay. Should we? Should we talk about? The drama. <laughs> Wait, do I still have this app installed? Please do. Please do. It's time. <laughs> Design drama. <laughs> Facebook. <sighs> uh, hey, Rafa, should designers quit their jobs? <laughs> if they want to. <laughs> Done. All right. So you can follow us on Twitter at LAFM. This week's episode is brought to you by Flatiron School. It's a, it's a, the fall is here, and this is a, I don't know about you, but like this is a great time to, to new beginnings and like learn new skills and uh, you know get back to school in a way. <laughs> I think that stays with you. If like September, what's going on? I don't have school, but I feel like going back to school. Um, so at Flatiron School. Uh, their students are parents, musicians, travelers, and working professionals from all walks of life. If you are an entrepreneur, you're running your own business, or you're a marketer, diving deeper into user behavior, or just someone who loves design, it's time to level up your creative chops. So design your future by learning UX and UI design at Flatiron School in just 24 weeks at one of their global WeWork campuses or online. Their committed instructors have both industry and teaching experience and are backed by their master teachers and learning experience designers to ensure you get the best possible support. While in school, you'll work on client projects and graduate with a portfolio of real client work. That's pretty unique. Uh, You can change careers with confidence with one-on-one support from their dedicated career coaches and a money-back guarantee. Complete details at flatironschool.com slash terms. And if you're ready to join, um, join the global community of change makers at flatironschool.com slash layout. That's how they know that um, you you came from here and that would help the show and help them. So again, flatironschool.com slash layout. And our thanks to Flatiron for sponsoring layout. So actually, we have two items of national emergency design twitter drama um so it's the facebook news and then the backlash of like should people that work at facebook just quit their jobs or not and the pablo stanley illustration thing should we provide free resources or not oh that's true yeah i feel like i I almost completely missed the first one (laughs) or sorry the uh, second one or whatever the um pablo stanley thing it's like (laughs) i really heard kind of like the third level echoes of this of like the people complaining about the people who are complaining but it was a pretty solid drama piece by then you know like it was so so fill me in on what was the what was the drama about really um sure which by the way i don't i don't 
recognize design drama when I see it. It's only when I see like a third thread uh, about something or when people say like, mm. oh, about this drama, then I realize, oh, it's a, it's a drama. Um, so the Pablo Stanley was, Pablo Stanley, he's a big person in the design community. He works at Envision. He also provides, he has a lot of side projects and this cute illustrations. Um, and he, he provided, he released this project. I forget what it's called. Um, actually, let me pull it up. So he released this project. It's called um, Open Doodles. And it's a free open source set of illustrations. <laughs> and there's a bunch and they're all free and open source. So you can just use them for whatever, uh, free license. And also he had previously, like a long, a while ago, released this thing called, um, what is it called? Humans or whatever, another illustration type of thing that it was free. And so mm. that's it. That's what he released. And the big takes on design drama Twitter thing is on one hand, you have the team of people who say offering free resources, like free design resources is great because it can really help out a lot of people, especially in, you know, early in their careers, they can't really afford to buy or hire people to get these resources like illustrations. Um, and so Pablo, Pablo is offering a lot of stuff for free and that's great for the community and that's it. Um, another team says someone like Pablo, who has, you know, a follower a following, and he has the resources he can he, he he can afford to like produce work and distribute it for free. Like the fact that he's making all of this available for free is lowering, um, like it's making it harder for for people to actually work as illustrators, for example. Like if you if you are distributing illustration for free, that's devaluating the illustration work, and then actual illustrators who are paid to do this, like that's going to affect their business. Um, so you shouldn't do that, really. So these are the two camps. Um, mm -hmm. There's, well, what do you even want to comment on this? Do you do you have things to say? Like I want to um, give you the opportunity to not, you know, not contribute to this conversation. No, so, okay, so my two cents on this is, like, I really do think that um, it's super hard to be an illustrator, um, and that it, it's, like, I feel like in many ways, like, designers have been able to, like, <clears throat> um, advocate for their values, and I think, it, like, design is finally sort of being recognized and we're seeing more and more companies hire designers and stuff like that. And I think um, illustration is kind of going through that same, that same kind of evolution, uh, but they're just kind of much earlier in that process. And I think it's still, it can still be really hard for them um, to, you know, to advocate for like the value of illustration and like, why should you pay for these and this is not me like devaluing the work but like for these doodles right like that this you know i i see the value in it but i i can see that some people might might think well you know it's just my nephew can, can probably <laughs> make some doodles right um and it it is way harder than you think and like having worked with some incredibly talented illustrators um i really know that and like 
if you've seen some of the work that, um, for example, like Meg Robichaud did at Shopify and the work that she's doing now at Lyft, like it is incredibly thoughtful and it is an incredibly difficult job. Um, and so I think like that's certainly like something that we're, that is coming out of those conversations is like, hey, like it's actually really hard to be an illustrator right now. Um, but <laughs> um, I think releasing free assets is totally fine. <laughs> like, it's like, who cares? Honestly, like, it, yeah, like this is going to, this might take like one or two people that are going to see this and going to be like, all right, I'm, we're going to use these, these illustrations. But in my experience, like what the, um, the service that illustrators provide is not just like this kind of decoration, right? Because these icons like don't have, or these illustrations don't really have a meaning. They're just kind of people like swinging around. <laughs> um, and, and I think like, at least to me, the real value of illustration, whether it's editorial or in product, is actually conveying a meaning and using illustration to make it, to explain a concept to someone or to evoke a feeling or something like that. And I think like if, if that's what, you, if basically if what you want is to kind of like just sort of decorate an interface, then yeah, maybe like some people are going to go with this, but I think, and what most illustrators, the kind of work that they want to do is something much deeper. And I think this really doesn't change that need for like bespoke illustrations that are going to speak about your company make you stand out because this you get those illustrations they're great and i love the style and uh pablo stanley is like a great illustrator but like everyone's gonna look the same right like if we all start using these icons or these illustrations so i feel like offering free stuff it's like people complain about it but Honestly, like I would really question like what, how many fewer people decide, you know what, the illustrations that are here are good enough for me. Um, but I also want to kind of emphasize the fact that, hey, like it can be difficult to express your value as illustrators. And maybe as designers, we can do a better job at being advocates for um how hard this is of a job and how important they can be to any kind of project. Uh, that's fair. I, I, my take is very similar to yours. I think this thing, I think it probably has way lower impact than people might believe it has. Um, I can only remember, do you remember that when, when Squarespace came out with this logo builder, um, oh yeah, <laughs> and people are like, oh shit! Now you know people won't hire any more designers to design logos. Like, no, yeah. like don't. The impact is very little. Um, yeah, create. Like, no, like these people weren't hiring you in the first. That's place. the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, people who would hire illustrators, like, <laughs> they're probably not gonna use this instead, even if they are aware of it. Like, illustration is very tight, just like a logo. It's very close to your brand. Um, you, if if you care about that, you probably wouldn't be, you know, 
using just generic illustration, but it might. It, again, it might. I, I don't know. Again, in that Squarespace logo thing, maybe it did affect overall the business of hiring you know, logo designers. I I don't know. This is just what I see in my perception of things. So I, I'm open to be wrong. <laughs> um, I do have a very personal uh, connection experience with, with providing free resources and stuff. Like that's, Honestly, that's how I started my career. I made a couple of UI kits for things. That's what lent me a job. Well, not a job. It lent me an interview at Apple and made some connections with school. Um, even Sketchcast and thing, which was the first project that people, you know, became aware or some people became aware of. Um, it was my first cool project. And even that was like I started by distributing a lot of free uh screencast tutorials thing video content uh even though i also charge for some of it but that's how i started so i think providing stuff for free does really help a lot of especially early career younger designers and professionals in general um so i don't think this has this has way less small impact than people make out to to be to have and i think again this people who will use this they probably wouldn't be able to afford an illustrator in the first place. So, again, I don't know. This doesn't affect me very much, so it's very easy for me to say this, and I don't have a lot of experience in both camps. But I think both arguments, by the way, are valid, and they both sound fair to me, right? Both arguments. Like, we don't want to just give stuff for free and evaluate um, illustration. Uh, and also, like, I can see that, but we can also say that I also agree with the fact that free resources do help out a lot of people. Um, so that's my take. Yeah, and I think you know we can even make the parallels of the free UI kits <laughs> that are being released pretty much every day. Yeah. Like, are they taking the jobs of yeah UI UX designers? I don't think so. Like Bootstrap <laughs> like, definitely, you know. <laughs> bootstrap changed i think the industry a lot like these things have been around and will be around for a really long time and yeah. like i think it also like just happens that some like people with more fame popularity money resources than you will offer things for free so mm -hmm. for example like you make a to-do list app. Well, Apple also makes one for free, mm -hmm. right? Like, <laughs> There's like all these situations in life that is just reality, <laughs> I think. So it's, it's like very hard. I find it that it's very hard to try to control other people like putting out stuff out for free or not. Like it seems like a battle that you just can't win. Um, so I think like let's keep that that conversation around like what can we do to help illustrators and like i i don't even know like how design kind of got more of a seat at the table i find like in in companies like i don't know how we got here um i've just kind of been like enough to to ride the wave i guess like um so i have i have no merit here but like the people who do who have done this like really hard work of establishing design like what can we do to also establish illustration as one of these like key pillars of making products 
Um, I think that would be a really interesting conversation to have. But like try to, you know, make people feel bad for doing stuff for free seems like a, a very hard thing to do for me, I think. All right. So um, I think we've covered the first one. I think so. What about the second one? <laughs> oh, okay. So is is can you give some context on this? Sure. For someone who might not have been like following along, because sure. you're the the chief summarizer. Actually, I I I don't feel very qualified to take this one, but I will. Um, I don't know exactly who started what. What tweet sparked this whole thing? But um, from what I've seen is that uh, Facebook recently released Facebook News, which is a new tab, a new section on their app that uh, is like a news aggregator, similar to Apple News or Google News or whatever. And, of course, Facebook and the impact it has had in the, uh, you know, North American elections uh, and overall just the, <laughs> you know, Zuckerberg is... In, Congress hearings and stuff. The the impact that Facebook has had in the circulation of fake news, honestly, and like misinformation in the public and stuff, has been real and it's been seen. And the whole, you know, scandal, uh, the the whole um, Cambridge Analytica. There you go. Thank you. Uh, like, <laughs> there's problems there, right? And so, for a lot of people, being like, "Oh, really?" The company that had a big impact in spreading um fake news in in swinging elections now they are providing uh news to people like how great and also the fact that it included Breitbart Breitbart I can say that name in as like a news source and stuff some people are like really <laughs> great um mm. that's like the the gut reaction to this announcement and then i saw a tweet by linda i i adore linda i don't know if she like i don't want to put her under fire on this but that's that's just what i saw but whatever so linda said like and this was she was not alone on this i saw a lot of tweets in the same in the same theme of people saying hey if you're a designer and you worked on this facebook news please spare us the oh um uh, we took months and months of work and all the teams did an amazing job and yada yada because you know you're just effectively it's like facebook is evil and the fact that you work there you're evil by osmosis and like spare us the <laughs> <laughs> evil by osmosis show title um like yeah, spare it. us a little you know whatever so thrilled <laughs> to announce like, project i've been working on yeah so much hard work and blah yeah. blah yeah uh and by the way like this uh, Twitter rally of like calling out Facebook employees and even Twitter employees, especially right after the elections, like Mike Montero is a very vocal person on Twitter as well. So like if you work at those companies, effectively you are complicit, like you are part of the problem. So leave. And then, so that's like one camp. This is one take. This is one approach to this. Um, the other camp, from what I've seen, is a lot of people, especially, most especially, um, people from underrepresented uh, minorities, uh, they're saying like, oh, it's very, <laughs> it's, a, it's very easy for someone to say, someone successful who, you know, has money, doesn't have to fight for a job and whatever, to say, just quit your job, like leave Facebook, leave your 
your high paying job and go work somewhere else when they don't really know how hard it is to get a job. And for a lot of people, even though Facebook has, you know, all the bad press and it's very problematic company in itself, but like even for a lot of people landing a job at Facebook is incredible and it's a big achievement and Facebook is a big company and it's something that they know people who use it. And that's a huge privilege, like opportunity for a lot of people. So telling those people, quit your job, um, go back to, well, you know, quit your job and get a job somewhere else. Like that comes from a very privileged place, um, especially for some people, just how hard it was to get that job in the first place. So mm-hmm. instead of calling out people like that, um, well, you know, empathy. <laughs> and and also, like, there's also a, a side, side team, side argument in where some people also say, Hey, um, Apple News also has Breitbart as like a news source. Um, like every single like big company is, in, in, you know, capitalism. But like every single big company is complicit in these bad things that happen in our society in a way or two. Um, so, and sometimes even if you worked at Facebook, you don't anymore. Maybe your work is still being used for quote unquote bad things. And so we're all complicit. So get off your high horse saying leave that company because... That company is evil now. So side tangent, side argument thing, but whew, it's a lot of drama. It's a <laughs> lot of things. Right. And I don't think that um, Linda went as far as saying like, you should quit your job. Right. I think she was no, just I don't, saying, yeah, like, I don't, hey, like kind of don't, you know, <laughs> don't put it in your, our faces that, you know, you're so proud of this because... You know, mm-hmm. we know what, what's going to happen with it. But uh, my my sort of t- take on this is like Facebook news. What could go wrong? You know, mm-hmm. like it just seems like uh, it like Facebook doesn't have the best track record. <laughs> and so I think there's potentially two ways that you can deal with the situation. Either you kind of avoid <laughs> working on things that are potentially like a very subject to uh and it's like the thing that i want to that i want to express like is is that like okay so i just kind of want to set set something up for this conversation i think because it's it's very difficult to say anything that will not be picked apart to death mm. to like basically uh, you be used as fuel for one side or the other, <laughs> and so I just want to say this is a casual conversation that we're having. I'm not re- like reading like a written statement or anything, right? Like, so it's like I reserve the right <laughs> to continue engaging in this in this dialogue in this conversation, and I would encourage you to like not take something that I say as like something that is like super literal or something that is, you know, can be misconstrued to say something else. But like, I like from the outside without knowing a lot, like about the internals of Facebook, but my impression is I don't think that anyone at Facebook is trying to be evil or is trying to be like, how can we help the Russians sway the investigations? Like, I don't think, I, yeah, like, I don't think people are doing that at Facebook. Like, I think that people there 
like on the spectrum of sort of evilness, like on one side is, you know, we want influence elections. We want to side with like the alt right <laughs> movements and all these things, right? And um, on the other side is like, no, we're fighting for good. We're fighting for for justice and blah blah blah. Like, and <laughs> like I think where Facebook at is at is like not to the far end where it's like we are evil it is much closer to hey we are optimistic and we genuinely want to try to do better and so i think it's like where facebook is at in my opinion or my uh perspective at least as of now is that they're from optimistic to hey maybe there's something we could do to do good to I think the the worst that I could say that it seems like Facebook is is that potentially like at its worst Facebook is like not that uh disappointed by like the poor uh consequences where that where it's like well we didn't set out to <laughs> spread all this misinformation but <laughs> look at how much money we're making right like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a a weird like side coincidence that is like a totally like unfounded kind of opinion but it, it seems like from from the outside like i think most if not all designers of facebook i genuinely want to make a difference and want to produce something that is going to be better uh now like I think an interesting question for me is that, like, it seems like we wouldn't have be having a lot of these conversations if Facebook wasn't a giant behemoth of a company, and yeah, a I, and that's why I think like you're seeing a lot of backlash around this because it is Facebook, because they have all this attention of people, not just attention, whereas they like, have. Eat. huge impact whatever they do is gonna affect yeah exactly billions yeah whereas like and i don't even know the numbers but whereas even potentially a company like apple and google don't have that kind of reach mm-hmm. <laughs> right um and so they are being held to more s- scrutiny than the other ones um and i think a question that came up for me during this whole debate was like because like i feel like it is potentially an unsolvable problem because because i think uh, some some people were mentioning like on 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 twitter that it's like you know like this is this is one of the the world's hardest problems to solve right now like when you want people to try to take a stab at solving this problem and and this is facebook kind of putting a, a foot forward like trying to say say like all right like we're gonna do better we're gonna we're gonna try to have like a news product that is genuinely unbiased and that it doesn't have the the sort of filter bubbles problems and, and all these things um but i feel like i almost feel like it's it's gotten to a point where it's it's impossible to solve that problem that like whatever you do, there will always be people who will misuse it and and like game the system to their own advantage. 
and I and I think like this is where I'm like I kind of get to a conclusion of like sometimes it it feels like there's just like too much power for a single well in this case not a person but <laughs> for a single entity like that it's no matter what you do like the you can have the best intentions in the world and do your best effort and it will still be corrupted um and so if you assume that that is the case that as a designer like again i don't think any of the people are evil and i think everyone's doing their best and they're doing a great job like i think a reasonable it, it is a reasonable question to say like is this even possible to do? And some people will say yes, some people will say no. Um, now, should these people quit their jobs? It's like, I don't, I don't think so. Like, I don't think anyone should tell other people to quit their jobs or to do anything, really. Honestly, mm-hmm. like, everyone's their own person, their own people. Like, um, like feel free to talk about how, what you personally want to do like your decisions i think it's it's interesting like if some people have been in those situations before they kind of like share what they've done and i think some people at facebook really truly are like trying to have make a a different sort of argument and and convince people from the inside and it's i think it's two different approaches right like you need people on the outside that are like you know, shining the spotlight on the problems, but you also need people on the inside that are trying to work at solving it. Um, so I don't know. I feel like it, it is a, a, a tricky situation. I feel like this product is for sure. Like I would, I would not bet any money on this product like that. It won't be used for evil. <laughs> Like, I'm sure it will be. <laughs> I feel like there's just, there's just no way. Like Facebook just has like such a bad um a bad reputation. But even if it does get used for bad, like maybe they just see it as well. Hopefully, it will be a little bit less used for bad than last time, <laughs> and maybe this is how we make progress. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Maybe these people are right. Like. It is it is tricky, but I think it's it's important for all of us as designers to kind of consider what is the where is the line for all of us, um, and what can can we or can't we afford to do? And I think nobody's kind of better place to make that that decisions than the people themselves. And so, like, it's like a like let's have all have kind of a bit of empathy towards everyone. And like, even if you don't feel like it, it, because I think what happens is most people feel like, Oh, people at Facebook are so privileged. Look at their free food and look at their high paying salaries and everything. But the reality is you just don't know what's going on in someone's personal life. And some people are saying like, yeah, but like I, my visa is tied to me working at this company. And so if I quit my job, I will get deported. <laughs> like, and I really can't have that happen. Um, or like, I need to send money to my family or I, you know, I have a lot of debt or that I need to pay off or whatever. And th- those, I don't want to say that it's an excuse, but like those reasons 
are totally valid reasons to stay at a company. Uh, but I would say that it doesn't it doesn't totally excuse you, right? Like, <laughs> say you are working on uh, uh, the nuclear bomb. Like, I'm sure you know you can have some reasons, and and it's like it's a spectrum. It's like where do you draw the line of like something that is like no, 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 like this is genuinely evil, or you know this is not great but fine. Like I like I don't think I, I I don't have any answers basically like this is me kind of like talking around maybe in circles around these these different things but I think it is there's a lot of really interesting conversations that have come out of this um, even though it seemed like really intense kind of both sides sort of arguing with each other but I think what's what's interesting to me at least is that. Um, and that's something that I've observed happen sometimes from, uh, I think it's like people are mad, like oftentimes like people are mad about a thing and, and then because they're say like people are mad about like Donald Trump or whatever. Um, and because they can't have any effect on Trump, it's himself. They find like, okay, what is the proxy of that, that we can hit? right that we can argue with and so in this case it's like well if like facebook what either wasn't there or did a better job then maybe we wouldn't be stuck with trump and so therefore facebook is evil but it's like both both people might share the same core beliefs like they're trying their best (laughs) to make that happen and so i think it's i hope at least that we can find like the common things that we're fighting for and stop arguing over actually no i don't want to say stop arguing but like i want to say like that it's like yeah we will argue about some of the tactics but arguing about the tactics is not the most important it's like it's kind of pushing forward with what we feel is right and in this case it's like having ethics conversation in the design industry which i don't like i don't haven't seen happen a lot um and it's only in the past few years that that's started coming up and i think those are great conversations but uh, just remember that like a lot of the times like the people that you think are like super evil for working at facebook like they want the same things you do they just have a different way to try to approach it Anyways, this is me talking for a really long time about a subject that I'm like not entirely comfortable talking about. Um, but what do you think? <laughs> do you have an opinion in all of this? Sure, I'll I'll try to be to be brief. Telling uh, designers at Facebook to quit their jobs and calling them hypocrites um, is not going to solve anything. It's not like Facebook is going to run out of designers. Like, oh no, no one wants to work here. No, because there's money involved. It's of perks it's good life whatever whatever so at best if all the good designers that have a twitter account and see other people's tweets at best if they don't work at facebook then we just have just gonna have facebook like not as good designed (laughs) just worse design i guess whatever like that's not gonna be solved that would it won't change anything most especially since you don't know like you said, you shouldn't tell people to do anything. You don't know the those people. You don't know where they're coming from. You don't know what their life is about. Cool. So, and if you see someone 
who worked at something at Facebook and they're really proud of it and they want to tweet about it and want to share and just praise their team. Um, cool. I mean, let them do that. They are honestly proud. They are, are honestly, they want to praise their team. Let them. And if you read that and you think that's a bit hypocrite or if you have feels, first, just feel that. Continue scrolling on Twitter. There's no <laughs> tweets, I assure you. Uh, but if you really feel compelled to say something, don't. <laughs> Whatever. Here I am just telling you what not to do. Anyway, like, I don't think this will ever be solved. Um, just I would just appeal to to empathy. Just try to put yourself in someone else's shoes for a second and whatever. Uh, that's one. Regarding Facebook itself, um, like you said, I agree in where I don't think, honestly, I don't think any of these companies are inherently evil. Not Facebook, not Amazon, not Twitter. No. Some of the people at like some leadership role might have different opinions and would lean on what you consider evil side. But like, None of these companies are trying to actively be bad. Uh, what they are trying to do actively is win and make a shit ton of money. Like, because that's capitalism. That's what they're gonna do. I think Facebook found themselves in this position because of all of the algorithms. Like for the longest time, for the past fifteen years in the internet, we've been having these companies optimize for engagement. Uh, why? Because you they sell ads. That's their business model. And if you want to sell ads. They want to have people engaged so they can see the ads, so you can sell the ads, so you can make money. And turns out, uh, you know, engagement has been growing and more and more people are on these platforms. More and more people join the internet. More and more people have smartphones and are on Facebook. And all of a sudden, the impact of your platform just blew up. And now pretty much everyone in, in the modern society has is exposed, is in these platforms. And so what happened is, turns out, engagement will, these algorithms, engagement will uh, optimize for drama and and for just loud voices and for conspiracy theories and for all these, like, crazy shit. <laughs> so if you're, um, what's that radio show guy, something Jones, um, like if you're just Alex Jones, Alex Jones, if you're a crazy person shouting crazy things, guess what? Humans will be like, what? And they want to tune in. That's been, that's us. That's humans. That's what we, that's what we respond to. And so Facebook is not alone on this. Um, Twitter has been <laughs> dealing with shit like this. Freaking YouTube are actively trying to change their algorithm because if you kept hitting the recommended videos long enough, you will find yourself a flat earther, I think. Um, so like, we're all trying to undo some of the damage that, that we've done. But don't be fooled by thinking like they're doing this and by they, I mean, these companies. They're not changing and addressing this because they are good. It's because money. And so Facebook, I believe, will try to be better because what? Because all of these controversies, it's also affecting their revenue. <laughs> like you have um, companies pulling out of ads because they don't want to be associated with crazy people and stuff. So if you if you want to hurt them, hurt them where the money is, right? <laughs> like that, that's that's the motivation to change. And even like the good companies, like oh Apple, but Apple is good because they don't sell your data. Cool, Apple can give free iPhones for everyone in Africa. and But will they? No, there's no money incentive. Like, there's still a company. There's still, 
it's capitalism, right? And same thing with like. And you can also talk about like everything that's happening in China. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, well, can Apple pull out of China? Not really. They're too tied in. That the, their iPhones are made in China. You know, like so. That's yeah. It's it's capitalism. Um, like, why do you think as a society, uh, global warming, like climate change, is still like not <laughs> like we have governments and politicians still not acknowledging it or whatever? Why? Because the money, the big companies that they don't want to, you know, fix it. They don't want to stop selling their their cars. They don't want to do all that shit because that's where the money comes from. So the only way, as an example, to fix or address uh, climate change is to have these companies win money by changing something <laughs> and so it's on us the smart people from uh, the tech industry come up with solutions that will be come up with monetary incentives to change stuff so i know i took a long tangent but like these problems they will exist they always existed i just think that, that in specifically to facebook and the tech industry it's just that we now have a larger impacts and so we feel more responsible and also as society we're all a bit on edge because we're not you know everyone's a bit more sensitive for honestly for good reasons i'm not saying that we shouldn't be but like yes it's a very polarized and everything is either the best thing or the worst thing and how dare you you know <laughs> think different from me so i think it's it's a little bit of everything. I don't think anyone is necessarily wrong. I don't think anyone is necessarily right in this. But it's just, let's take it easy a bit. Let's breathe a little bit and try to, you know, solve problems. Uh, recommendations? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, in addition to this, like I would just say that we're going to link a few um, threads in the show notes. Um, I think like despite this kind of like really blowing up, um, I think it has led to a lot of like good conversations. Um, and I think, for example, like um, Carla Cole from Facebook um, has made like a bunch of interesting points. And there's been um, Emily Lamont uh, and um, Christy Tillman uh, that have kind of chimed in. And like every one of these people kind of have like slightly different opinions. Um, and I think it's it's good that at least... I, to me, like there are valid opinions, um, and whether you agree with them or not, um, so I just kind of want to share that, like in case you haven't been really like following that along, and you're you're kind of curious to dig a little bit deeper into this, because like I think both of us are kind of on the same page of feeling like we don't really have an answer here, right? Like nobody's, it's it seems like nobody's right, nobody's wrong <laughs> at the same time, like so. Um, I just, I just want to give people sort of the resources to, to read up on this and make their own minds on this issue, because I think ethics and design will just keep coming up over and over again. So, um, we have to, we have to start like reading more about this, um, and get informed. And if we all, honestly, this helps me a lot. If I assume everyone is good <laughs> like because sometimes it feels like one side of the argument says nazis are bad but and the other says yeah but people are dying in africa like yeah yes <laughs> you're both right uh i agree with both both are valid points 
I don't really see how they connect, but like, yeah, you know, we're all good. We all want, anyway, at least for me personally, it yeah. helps to assume that everyone's nice and good. <laughs> and, yeah. And it's like people at Facebook can be great people and super talented and um, do their best. And yet the Facebook product can still spread misinformation and still be used uh, for bad reasons. <laughs> And, like, both of these things can be true. So, I don't know. I feel like this is just real life. <laughs> like, it is not a simple situation. And I think, like, in some ways, I think it's interesting to evaluate kind of our our impact as, like, not just the effort that we put into it, but also what are the repercussions of what are happening? So like, I also don't want to make light of, you know, the potential bad things that may happen as a result of this, um, these products. But I do want to say that like, everyone's kind of trying their best. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Recommendations. We have to, we have to, end let's this do it at some point. Um, you ready? Should we do this? I'm always ready. Boom. Okay. I will start. Uh, because I don't see your recommendation okay. here, so I'll give you a moment. Oh, I have some. Okay. They're in the other document. <laughs> I want to recommend the show. Uh, the season finale just came out today. We just literally, like, we just watched it uh, before I started recording this. And um, it's a show on HBO. Uh, it's called The Deuce. And uh, it tackles more, like, a bit more mature uh, related topics thing. Um, the show, I was not really super sure about it when I started. Uh, it's only three seasons and it's done. Like the, the, It's over. Um, it, it stars James Franco and Ga uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. And like this show, it's one of the most recent shows that like they just had the best character development. It's all about the characters, really. And it's based on true uh, true events. And it tackles the, the porn industry in New York in early... Uh, seventy in the seventies. Well, some seasons span it's like the seventies and uh, the sixties. Um, and so even James freaking Franco was good in it. And Maggie, <laughs> <which> is saying <laughs> a lot. And, and Maggie Gyllenhaal, like I, th this is her best performance to date. I, in my opinion, not that I've seen everything she's ever done, but like she's incredible in this. And it's just so it's so good. The acting and the writing, it's just so good. And um. Yeah, I, I really do recommend it. So, I mean, it's an HBO show. There's a lot of nudity and stuff, uh, maybe a bit more than usual. Um, if that's something you're okay with and you don't have, I don't know, children around, if that's something you're comfortable with, um, I really recommend the show. What about you? Nice. So my recommendation this week is sort of like this uh, birthday edition. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's right. it was my birthday uh, last week um, and I had some friends over and somehow like I don't know what happened this year but um, somehow people decided to give me gifts <laughs> this year what? Uh, which I like it was very nice um, but it's funny because like in previous years nobody brings gifts and then this year is <laughs> a couple of people <laughs> brought some gifts so anyways uh, um, I got a lot of a lot of alcohol <laughs> I got um uh i got some food which i always love like people making some some cakes and stuff like that um but i the two that i want to mention um here are uh 
two great gifts that I got. So um, the first one is this um, Bellroy key cover. Um, so it's like really nice leather um, key cover. It holds uh, two to four keys um, and it's super well done. Like it's super sturdy, um, has like a kind of this magnet and closes. And so once you once you put your keys in there, like they're not kind of like sloshing around or whatever. And then if you ever by chance, like, you know, put your keys in the same pocket or, or your iPhone or anything else, like you don't have to worry because they're they're covered. And it's just like a really nice like feeling um so yeah it's pretty cool i'll put a link in the show notes um if you're interested and then the second one is um the esop book so i'm a huge fan of esop uh, i love their products uh but i'm also kind of just even more of a fan of sort of like their attention to detail and their aesthetic i feel like there's a handful of companies out there that are kind of like that i think apple's definitely an obvious one but um like i think there is uh like they're kind of like in the same realm as like leica for me where it's just like a company that really puts a lot of care into everything that they do Mm -hmm. um and they do things their own ways and like for example like all the esop stores are all different and they work with different architects and it's super i find it super interesting to kind of like read about that even though it's like totally not my industry and i honestly don't know a lot about um you know (laughs) these kind of products like um uh but uh i do i have like the the hand soap which is super super nice anyways this is the book um and they kind of talk about like the the history of the company and the decisions that they made and yeah, lots of amazing pictures. So if you're looking for a great coffee table book, uh, I highly recommend that. Nice. It, it is really nice. It's kind of like the uh, designed in by Apple in California book, but for Aesop. <laughs> so in their website, it says, uh, suited to design aficionados, curious readers, or aesthetes. I did not know <laughs> this word. Did you? Are you familiar with this word? Aesthetes. I am not, but I love it. So if I say, if I do the lookup thing, it says aesthetes, a person who has or affects to have a special appreciation of art and beauty. So I think we're both aesthetes. I love this word. We're aesthetes. That's my second recommendation. This (laughs) This is the kind of like Aesop language. I just love it. Hey, it's on the dictionary. It's a real word. (laughs) I know, but I mean, it's like, it's the... they're just kind of like on a playing on another level in terms of like refinement and like thinking about things like this yeah. and super super interesting so yeah cool beans okay um that's it for the show this is a long show thanks so much for listening uh you can follow us on twitter at layout fm that's when you know we tweet when there's a new episode coming out or something um you can follow me i'm at rafahari you can follow kevin at vernal kick we probably tweeted about airpods if there's something you want to know more uh, you can find the show notes uh, for this show and all the other episodes on our website. That's layout.fm. We are part of a bigger podcasting network, and that's spec.fm. So if you're looking for more stuff to listen to, check them out. And lastly, our thanks to Flatiron School for sponsoring this week's episode of Layout. And Kevin, I will talk to you next week with less wine. Bye. Bye.